Hey, boo. Hey. Okay. So this is the Legend of Werewolves episode for the podcast, episode two. I'm excited because I like werewolves. I think they're interesting. I also like werewolves. I don't know. I don't know. Wait, what were you going to say? I was more of a vampire's kid, though. You know what I mean? Not Twilight, though, but like actual vampires. Yeah, actual vampires. I never read Twilight. I never saw the movies. And now everybody's talking about it again. Uh, talking about it again. I see, like, Twilight posts on social media and I have no idea what anybody's talking about. But people be hating on Bella a lot. And I don't really know why. I just know I don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, werewolves. Cool. Okay, I don't know if I 100% believe in werewolves. But, like, I think they're a cool idea. If werewolves exist, I'm yeah. sure a lot of other crazy creatures exist. I don't know, man. The world is a scary place. I don't see many werewolves running around lately, though. So, <laughs> I don't know where they all went. But, okay. So, yeah, this is episode two. The Legend of Werewolves. For your Backyard Boogeyman podcast. Featuring okay. Witch Bitch. Heck yeah! My very best friend. Excited to have you on the podcast, because last week I didn't like doing it by myself. Excited <laughs> to be here. Heck yeah! Okay, let's talk about werewolves, because there is quite a bit to go over. Um, okay. Yeah. What's your stance on werewolves? Do you believe in them, like, 100%? I believe that they're could be creature creatures that get mistaken for werewolves but i don't believe in werewolves themselves no got you that reminds me of like uh the argument of mermaids like people who say that mermaids exist um don't generally think about the fact that um oh my gosh wait i'm forgetting the name manatees see manatees were mistaken for mermaids because they have that I don't know they're they're kind of chunky so I don't know how they would be mistaken for like half person half fish well like... at the time the the body type for women was a lot curvier like the ideal yeah. body type was uh because being rich meant you didn't have to work so you were that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got that but like also if you're gonna be a sailor you know what ladies look like because you traveled everywhere like and this is not like to negate stories of sirens because i want to say that sirens and mermaids are different they're not mm-hmm. like i don't want to say a different species they're just like a different kind of mermaid i don't know mm-hmm. And then I think, yeah, sirens get mistaken for mermaids, and mermaids get mistaken for sirens. And manatees are just from the Epic of Gilgamesh. Um, and yeah, stories of werewolves have been passed around Eastern Europe in places like Hungary, Romania, and the Balkans. And the Western werewolf tales could be found in France, Germany, and the Baltic. Um, and other Germanic-speaking places, not really sure where, but I guess before exact countries were formed, and um, I guess they just kind of labeled places by what language they spoke, which mm-hmm. makes sense. Okay, so, yeah. And, of course, um, werewolf stories and some characteristics of them have been changed to fit popular Hollywood cinematics in modern times. But the werewolf you probably think of today was vastly different than uh, the werewolves people were talking about four to five hundred years ago. So that's pretty, pretty neato. So if since it comes from the Epic of Gilgamesh, let's talk about other werewolf mythology. Okay. So in Greek mythology, there's a story of a man named... Lycaon. 
He's the son of Pelasgus in the kingdom of Arcadia in Greece. And Lycaon decided he was gonna be he was gonna test if Zeus really was all knowing. So he decided let's serve him up a plate of freshly cooked boy. <laughs> His own son to be exact. And of course Zeus was like, Did you really just try to feed me person? And Lycan was like, What person? No, this is like mutton. And he was like, This is person. I'm not stupid. I'm Zeus. And so he immediately turned Lycan and his sons into wolves. And this is where the word lycanthropy comes from man and wolf. That's traumatic. Poor Zeus. Poor Zeus, but also Zeus probably had it coming. Yeah, he was knowing kind of a him. terrible guy. Yeah. He's uh, not a very nice character in most mythology. He seems like he's just done a lot of really bad things. So, like, Loki probably deserved it. But, like... But also, I... <laughs> even if he's a bad person, I wouldn't want to be fed someone's son either. Yeah. Did so. it have to be, like, like can like him like like oh, like can like can okay did it have to be his own son like he couldn't really just find like a random person off the street I know. like normal not that you should just kill people and feed them to everybody else <laughs> but like his own son i feel like you could just avoid that well i guess he wasn't sad if he chose to like feed his son to zeus I feel like that's just bad parenting. Ugh. Okay. Yeah, that's not good. Poor Zeus. Well, I mean, at least he didn't... I hope he didn't actually eat it. What if he just, like, taste tested it? He's like, you know what? Never had person before. Let's see how it is. He just, like, took a bite. That's gross. I bet you Zeus <laughs> pretended to take a bite and then was like, ha, I got you, and then turned him into a wolf. <laughs> Probably. I bet that's how it went. I feel like he did that a lot. Classic Zeus. (laughs) Classic Zeus. Acting like we know the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, the first stories of werewolves. So, the Epic of Gilgamesh predates the Greek myth. Um, So, I forgot what year. Oh, wait. I already wrote it now. I already said it. So, uh, So, the Greek myth came around in... 2 AD or 200 AD? Pretty sure it was 2 AD. But I don't remember. Uh, Yeah, that sounds about right. And then um, the Epic of Gilgamesh was written in 2100 BC. So that was written before. I don't want to classify the Epic of Gilgamesh like this part of the story um as like this dude being an actual werewolf because he didn't really have the like the same traits as like the werewolves that we classify as today so it was basically like the greek myth um except different (laughs) so like the guy who got turned into a werewolf he was he wasn't really a werewolf he was just a wolf so Mm -hmm. the story goes um so Gilgamesh tells the story of Ishtar, who was in love with him, rejects her because she got bored with her past suitor, a young shepherd, and decided to turn him into a wolf, and he was ultimately torn apart by uh, his own dogs, which really sucks. Um, and this is the first account of a transformation from man to wolf, but like I said, a lot of people don't consider him to be a werewolf. And he technically wasn't. He was just really turned into the actual animal. A wolf. He wasn't really a wolf man. He was like a full animal. Um, But, you know, that's still up for debate. Um, Since this is like the first story we really saw of like a interpretation of a werewolf kinds of situation. Um, Mm -hmm. I always think he's a werewolf because traditional elements of werewolfism i don't think that's a word um you know what make it one werewolfism not showing up yeah there we go 
werewolfism. It's a word now. Um, yeah, but a lot of similar tales to the Greek myth and the Epic of Gilgamesh story show up a lot later. Um, like in 1591, the first sighting of like a werewolf guy. Um, they sort of have the same elements, like little details about his character. But, like, if someone is turned into an actual wolf, like, a full 100% animal, I don't think that's the same thing as a werewolf. Because when you're a werewolf, you're, like, really big, right? You're, like, half person, half wolf. You're really big, you're really tall, you stand on, like, your two back legs and you run around hunting people. But, like, an actual wolf doesn't do that. And it's, like, a lot smaller. Right? I don't know. Maybe maybe werewolves. If I was a werewolf, I would be able to chime in, but as <laughs> yeah. I am not one. Yeah, we need to get an actual werewolf on the podcast. On this show. Yeah. There are actual vampires out there. I know. Like I've seen there was um there was this one documentary called Dark Tourist by uh, what's his name? David Ferrier. He's from New Zealand, and he basically traveled all over the world for his documentary, going to dark tourism attractions, which is like, uh, he visited Chernobyl, and he visited um like different uh serial killer sites. Just basically like Ooh. really sad and like really dark, unhappy tourism spots. So it's like the opposite of regular tourism. Which is really cool. And um, he went to go and see a couple of dudes who claimed to be vampires. And he met this one guy uh, at his house for like a, a birthday party or something. With like a bunch of vampires. And they actually like drink each other's blood. And like it's pretty crazy. And he asked them if they were like. Uh, if they just like the taste of blood or if it was like a fetish type of deal and they were like no we we just do this because we like it and like we just like the taste of blood and it's like it's I don't remember exactly what they said because it, it came out a year year ago two years ago I think it was 2018 or something that it came out I saw it a long time ago but it's really good so um if you haven't seen it definitely check it out I think it's still on Netflix but yeah he met some vampires and apparently they don't like bite each other I mean I guess they could if if they like sharpen their teeth one guy filed his teeth I think but like they basically just like uh like take a like a something to prick their skin with and then they just like suck their blood out of like their finger or their hand or their some I don't know something wherever they choose to suck their blood from that's pretty scary also I don't know how sanitary that is Yes, um, ladies and gentlemen and non-binary <laughs> friends, we do not condone vampirism <laughs> considering AIDS is a real problem. You can yeah. and will <laughs> get HIV. Do not, yes. do not suck other people's blood. Oh yeah, that's not a great idea. Unless they've been tested first oh. and, and are a consenting and willing participant. And an adult don't go around sucking kids' blood. True. Very wrong. That falls under consent because kids scientifically, it's scientifically proven kids are incapable of consent. True. And also can't imagine what kid would be like. Like, I would have as a kid. Suck my blood. Like, I would have as a kid. No. Oh my god. I would have been oh. like lit. You're a vampire bet. Turn me into one. <laughs> Considering in the second grade I tried to convince people that I was a vampire and that my hand, my right hand was possessed and I could not control it. And so I would just slap people and just like not do my homework. <laughs> <laughs> Because That's I was like, it's my I'm right hand dominant. Like, I can't write but without my right hand. But, like, it chooses not to do my work. Like, I can't control that. <laughs> That's so funny. That's a genius excuse for not wanting to do homework, though. Thank you. I have to say. <laughs> I, think that ex- I think that 
is a defining characteristic of me now. Just <laughs> it really is. That's so funny. I can see you doing stuff like that today. Thank you. That's really funny. That's clever. I love it. Okay. okay werewolves, werewolves, right? So, yeah. Tell okay. us about Peter. Yes. Okay. So this guy, Peter Stub. I want to say Stubby because it's spelled with two B's, and I think his name is hilarious. He's German. So in so this was the first recorded werewolf sighting. Mm-hmm. Um. In 1591, in this countryside area in Germany um, called Cologne and Bedburg. So the story goes that a few people saw this ferocious beast and they cornered it, which is really brave. Mm -hmm. If I saw a giant werewolf running around the forest, I would run 100 miles in the opposite direction. That Uh, is relatable. For real. I'm not trying to get eaten or turned into a werewolf. So these people, they cornered it and at the same time they set their dogs after it and they started stabbing him and poking him with spears and sticks. Um, And surprisingly, this beast didn't try to protect itself by like a counterattack like he just left the people alone. But he didn't run away either. He just stood up and it turned out to be a middle-aged man named Peter Stube. Uh, he was from the same village, and after they, I guess they captured him, uh, they put him on a torture wheel, mm-hmm. and he confessed to 16 murders, which included two pregnant women and 13 children. As one does. Yeah, just a great pastime. So, <laughs> so okay, you yeah. go. <laughs> okay, so apparently... He started practicing witchcraft or sorcery. Um, the website I was looking on said sorcery. I'm not sure if that's considered witchcraft, but I think it was because at the same time that uh, uh, trials for witchcraft was going on, mm-hmm. you know, this was happening. So, like, everybody was practicing witchcraft, or so they thought back in the day. But, like, werewolf trials were also a thing that were happening at the same time. And for some reason, nobody talks about that. So, anyway. uh, Yeah, he was from the same village. He killed a whole bunch of people. He started practicing witchcraft when he was 12. And it just absolutely consumed his life. So, at one point, he tried to make a pact with the devil. Yep. I'm not sure exactly what that pact was. I feel like it was to basically give him, like, super strength or something. Or, like, give him, like magical powers to become a werewolf um or it could be like magical powers and then the condition was oh but you have to be this wolf beast true good point it might have been that that makes a lot more sense so yeah then after he made the pact with the devil he started attacking uh people he considered his enemies while Mary while wearing a magic girdle which is just basically a belt or a rope or something that you tie around your waist Mm -hmm. um so soon he started taking on the appearance of a wolf and his attacks became increasingly more brutal with each of his victims um and i'm gonna go into a little bit of detail with some of the stories that i'm gonna read because it's absolutely terrible he was a horrible guy uh, he absolutely disturbed, deserved the punishment that he got at the end of the story. So, when he was in his wolf form, he would tear open victims' throats and suck their blood, mm-hmm. um, which is different than a vampire. So, like, a vampire just bites you. This guy just, like... Tearing people scratched, open. Yeah, and just, like, just ate people. Honestly, I, I bet you he was on bath salts. <laughs> Bath salts in 1591. Bro, I bet. That he probably was. You know what? If he wasn't originally from Florida, I would be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Florida man, Peter Stoom. (laughs) He literally. (laughs) So eventually he just grew to like the taste of people. Mm -hmm. And he would wander around different forests and like fields searching for prey. Mm -hmm. Uh, pray meaning people 
So one story of the stoop is one of two women or two men and a woman walking on a forest trail, um, which just happened to be a trail that Stoob used to hunt in. Um, so he called one man deeper into the woods. And when the man was gone for a long time, the other man went looking for him, leaving the woman behind to wait. Oh, wow. And after, I know, like, what a hell, like, take the lady with you or tell her to, like, go get help. Why would you just leave her, like, waiting? What a bad friend. I know. I bet she so. gets eaten. Bro, don't spoil the story. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, after the man, the second man, had been gone for a long time, the woman started to get worried, and she started running back to the trail to, I guess, go home or, or find help or just avoid a scary situation. Um... And I guess she never made it back because after some time, the two male corpses were discovered, but the woman's body was never found. So I don't know if she just ran away and got lost in the forest or if I'm pretty sure Stoob had found her and devoured her body. Yeah, probably. Um, I believe it. Because it's the woman. Um. And, yeah, he just, like, ate everything, which is really unfortunate. But I don't know why, if he wouldn't completely devour the two men, why he chose to eat the entire woman. I don't know. Maybe He, he just could... wanted to be the leader of the Clean Plate Club. <laughs> I bet he did. Good for him. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, that sucks. That woman was never found. Those poor men, that is really terrible. Ugh. Yeah, this, he was just a terrible guy. So, um, yeah, so young girls playing around fields and tending to farm animals were common victims for him because that's his hunting grounds. Um, and, like, around this time, like, in this area, everybody was a farmer, you know? Mm-hmm. It was, like, this... You know, it's like the middle of nowhere, Germany, 1591. It's not like the Industrial Revolution had happened yet. So everybody was kind of like fending for themselves. So pretty much anywhere you go, you're going to find farmland and, you know, entire families and young children, you know, doing their daily chores, taking care of animals. So he would run around these fields chasing these young girls and, uh, this is triggering. So, uh, the slowest girl who couldn't get away from him, he would catch her and basically sexually assault her and then kill her. Um, and after that, he would just completely devour her body and drink her blood. Um, but possibly the worst crime he committed, believe it or not, was against his own son in which he took his kid to the forest cracked his skull open and ate his brain which is just probably the most horrific thing i've ever heard like your own child like you really can't control yourself that much to like first of all eat innocent people but like your own child your own son like your own flesh and blood like that is well just... maybe that's what he was after his own flesh and blood true uh that's terrible but yeah so um i guess it's hard to find the right punishment for crimes this heinous but the town opted to pull his flesh off with a hot pincer or pincer which is concave scissors used to pull meat apart um and all his limbs were broken he was decapitated after all of that torture and i suppose for good measure they burned him, probably at the stake like a witch. Um, and I'm not sure if... I'm pretty sure all this happened when he was in his human form. Because mm-hmm. I can't imagine they would be able to do that if he was, like, a werewolf. Because it just seems like he'd be too strong. I don't know. So, yeah, the story of Stoob's trial spread across the whole country fairly quickly. And um, his brutality and savagery were beyond human understanding and was quickly related to the behavior of a wolf, which I'm not sure if that means um, 
like they said oh well this guy looks like a wolf when we captured him the first time we saw him trying to attack people or they like after the trial they were like wow the only animal that is this brutal to their prey is a wolf so let's just call him a werewolf and yeah so after that people started to believe that individuals with the shadow of wolves were living among them much like witches um and they appropriately named them werewolves which yeah he's just a terrible guy and i hate that guy terrible guy terrible guy yeah so i don't know i'm not sure exactly how they decided to name those sorts of people werewolves because i feel like you see this is where i have problems with the whole like uh magical creature cryptid situation with pretty much any creature mm-hmm. is because most of the time um, people who see something really strange can't really explain it. Like if they see an animal that they've never seen before it's gonna look really scary because you don't know what it is. Just like how the questing beast back in um, Arthurian times it was literally just a giraffe, but people who were migrating from somewhere else saw a giraffe, and they were like, the heck is this? And they saw it, they were like, what is that? A giraffe, it's like, I don't know, 15 feet tall? That sounds way too tall for a giraffe. I don't know how tall they actually are. But it had, like, a really long neck, so they described the neck like the head of a snake, and it had um, feet like a horse, so they gave it you know horse legs and feet and a tail um like i forgot what kind of tail he said it had but basically when these people were telling everybody else who hadn't seen this creature when they were describing this giraffe you know they just made it sound really scary like a mystical creature that was just out for blood and yeah and like after people had heard about this who have seen giraffes they were like no guys he eats trees. Like, he's fine. He's chill. This is a giraffe. He's chill. He's just chilling. He's just he's munching just on some chilling. leaves up there. Yeah, literally. So, like, I always kind of take crazy stories like this with a grain of salt. Just because mm-hmm. a lot of the time it can be debunked. And, like, yeah, I don't know. So, I don't know if people named werewolves because they related his behavior to a wolf or because he actually looked like a wolf. And I'll get into that a little bit later, too. Because I have a lot of questions about medical science back in that time period. Because it was very questionable. Yeah, actually, we should probably do a whole episode just on medical science in the early... We should. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of very questionable things that happened back in the day. Oh goodness oh i love when you say that it makes it sound like you were there like (laughs) back in my day (laughs) literally i wish i actually i don't wish i lived back in those days i just wish i could time travel for like a day not overnight because i don't want to wake up with bugs in my hair um back in like the 1400s 1500s because that sounds like a really terrible time true so i just want to time travel and like just like ask people hey man what the heck is going on like who's your best doctor and why is he only using cocaine to treat every ailment why (laughs) (laughs) not cocaine (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) like the people i think it was coca-cola who put cocaine in their drink exactly like that's why it was and you know what I feel like they still put the, like, maybe... Trace amounts. Like, trace amounts of cocaine. So why people love it so much. I mean, it's not listed on their ingredients currently. It's probably <laughs> because it's an inactive ingredient. <laughs> probably, so they don't have to list it. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, that was the story of... Um, Peter Stoop. Yeah, Peter Stoop. Terrible guy. Um, yeah. So, okay. Um, yeah. So, 
there was this woman who is a folklorist. Her name is Carol Rose. And she mentioned in one of her, I think it was a book or maybe an article or something. I'm pretty sure it was a book. Um, that in ancient Greece, it was believed that a person could be transformed into a wolf by eating wolf meat mixed with human meat. And the condition was irreversible. Ah. And, yeah. Sounds terrible. Um, and a few centuries later, people started listing new ways that someone could turn into a wolf, such as being cursed or <clears throat> being conceived under a new moon or by eating certain herbs or by sleeping under the full moon only on a Friday or by drinking water that has been touched by a wolf. And all of these things, I feel like someone could accidentally do them pretty easily and then yeah. like, become a wolf and they just can't fix it. Like, that sounds terrible. Like, if you Why? don't know how to avoid becoming a werewolf, you're probably going to become a werewolf. Because, like, if you don't have a house, if there's a full moon on a Friday, where are you going to sleep? Nowhere else but under the stars, baby. And then you wake up on Saturday a werewolf. That's really unfortunate. That is really unfortunate. Like, you can't help that you're being born on a new moon. And what if you accidentally eat certain herbs and or water touched by a wolf like, yeah, like how technically are you supposed to know is it fine if if the water's been purified like if it's gone through the purification process i mean maybe or because if that wasn't the case then i'm pretty sure there would be a lot more werewolves yeah for real but, I mean, that might have been the case. Like, there might have been a lot of werewolves or people who thought there were werewolves running around. Because, like, paranoia was running really rampant in these times because of the witch trials. So everybody mm-hmm. thought everybody was some kind of terrible creature. A devil worshiper, what have you. So I feel like maybe they just made up all these things as, like, excuses to um, persecute people. As, like, being a werewolf or a witch. Like, oh, you were conceived under a new moon. That means you're a werewolf. Like, how the heck are you gonna know? <laughs> like, how does Oh, someone... conceived under a new moon. I thought it was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. born under a new moon. Oh, no, not <laughs> conceived. So, like, how are you gonna know? Like, there's there was no pregnancy test back in 1591. That so like, that's also a uh, a lunar cycle yeah. test. Yeah, I just don't. Some of these things are just. I feel like they're not reasonable excuses to persecute someone. That might just be me personally. But yeah, I don't know. Like, what if you're just cooking dinner one day and like some new plant grows in your backyard? You're like, you know what? This might be good on my chicken. And then, like, it's the wrong herb. And, like, after dinner, you're just, like, you're drinking tea after dinner. You turn into a wolf. Like, that, it sounds like it could be, like, mildly inconvenient. (laughs) Yeah, mildly. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so, I don't know. People were just kind of wackadoodles back in the day. I'm glad I don't live in 19... 19 in 1591. <laughs> 1951 either. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a bad time, too. Um, yeah. So, that sounds like it sucks. Uh, for real. Um, and it was also said if they wear a protective wolf pelt, um, they could be, you know, protected from harm. Like, if someone found them, tried to kill them. They, it would be really hard to kill them, like to kill a werewolf. Um, but if they, they could only wear it at night. But if you didn't take it off by the morning and hide it, and it was found by a werewolf in human form, then they could kill you. Which, like, oh. how, like, I don't know how that works. That sounds kind of complicated. Just the logistics of it. Um, and yeah, and uh, this reminded me of selkies from scottish and irish folklore 
about seals who could transform into humans, but they had to hide their pelt. Um, and if it was found by a person, they couldn't morph back into a seal and they were forced to live on land with the fishermen forever, um, which is just sad. And I know. Yeah, they could also have children. And sometimes those children, I think it's only females though like if yeah 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 so like I'm pretty sure there's only women selkies from what I remember we studied this a little bit back in my mythology Mythology in high school yeah that was such a fun class and I I had to drop it from hell (gasps) that sounds terrible it was I'm so sorry but then again school is terrible in general so (laughs) true true uh, what a bad time. What was worse, 1591 or high school? I'm going to vote high school. I'd say middle school. Ugh, that's trauma. Ew. Yeah, middle school is pretty much the worst. Ew. What about middle school in 1591? Oh, no. <laughs> Ew. That was... Bro, that is the ninth circle of hell. Did you hear about Stacy? I heard she got the plague. <laughs> oh my god. I don't remember when the plague happened, by the way. <laughs> I think that was that the same time? No, that was like 1300s and 1400s, I think. Right? Sure. But Let's also, just go with it. Okay. But also, the plague has been showing up different places for like centuries. I True. think there was like one case of the plague or two. I'm pretty sure it was in Florida, of all cases, like, a couple years ago or something. But, like, they obviously, like, quarantine you, and there's, like, um, you get medical help for it now, which is great. But, like, the plague? Like, how the heck is the plague still showing up? Like, you guys, come on, that was, like, 300 years ago. Get over it. Move on. 300 (laughs) years ago! (laughs) Literally... (laughs) I'm crying. That's so funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We're Come gonna back. have to edit that out. <laughs> so okay. So back to werewolves before we get really off track again. Okay. So there are multiple ways to kill a werewolf. Um. The Can most I read this part? Way... Oh yeah, go for it. Okay, bet. So, now ladies and gents and non-binary friends, let's learn how to kill a werewolf. Traditionally, a silver bullet to the heart is what does the trick, but it doesn't have to be a silver bullet. It can be a sharp silver piece, just as long as it goes through the heart, that you sil- that's how you use silver to kill a werewolf. If you don't have silver, a regular bullet can work, but you have to shoot the back of their neck to sever the spinal cord from their brain to decapitate them which seems to be a common thread among a lot of cryptids and mythical creatures that you have to decapitate them to kill them yeah which i mean i feel like that's effective for almost most any things creature. yeah if if it doesn't have a head it can't really do much unless they're the headless horseman anyway Oh, other me- yeah, true. Some other methods of killing a werewolf can also be effective, but probably more difficult to do. You could use a sword, but close combat with a werewolf will probably end up with you getting killed, as they're super strong. But if you drop an object with the right amount of weight and force, chances are you could probably crush them. And also fire. See above Peter Stube. Yeah, like they set fire to Peter Stube. Of course, after they tortured him, I guess for good measure. But I mean, I feel like these different ways to kill a werewolf will kill a lot of other creatures. Um, Like if you put anything, any like tiny sliver of any like object into anybody's heart is probably going to kill them immediately because if something punctures your heart like girl you are done for true but like i guess they're allergic to silver 
just like how um vampires are like if you stab them in the heart with like a wooden stake like that's it they're done so i feel like that's i don't know there's a lot of similarities between werewolves and vampires and i'm really not sure where um the whole story of werewolves and vampires came in to like make them enemies i don't know if that was because of twilight and i don't know if that was because of like the vampire diaries that tv show or like maybe they do have some kind of history of being like sworn enemies but like i don't know i should probably look that up i would love to know we can probably get more into that on the episode on vampires true true we have to do that one we should do that one next yes i I really want to know about vampires i have a whole book on vampires actually (gasps) oh my gosh no way Yes, way. That's cool. Dang, I wish I did. That's fun. You should come over next weekend and spend the night, and we should do it. Yeah, Yeah. we should. That's a good idea. Yeah, bro, let's do that. Yes. Okay. 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 Cool, cool. So, yeah. Um, I'm not exactly sure what specific situation someone would be in to be able to, like, for example, drop a boulder on top of a werewolf. Because I feel like you have to be, like, on top of a cliff, and then you're looking down, like, I don't know. At the werewolf at the bottom of the cliff. Yeah. And And there just happens to be a boulder that you happen to be strong enough to push off the cliff onto the werewolf. And And you have to time it perfectly so the boulder lands on top of the werewolf where he's not going to, like, run away or, like, the boulder is going to miss and he's going to see you on top of the cliff and, like, jump super high or, like, climb the cliff, no problem, and just, like, attack you. It just sounds like, first of all, like, you have to be good at physics in order to pull that off. (laughs) True. But, like, I don't know. I don't know how promising that idea is. But, you know what, if you have nothing else try anything if a werewolf is chasing after you what's the worst that could happen you're probably gonna die anyway you might as well try and save your own life but don't climb a tree um i heard they can climb trees so they'll definitely catch you if you climb a tree and they're like a lot faster than humans obviously so they're probably gonna catch you by the time you reach like branch number three so it's probably not a great idea accurate yeah so yeah um okay so let's get into a little bit about some medical history of werewolves or not really werewolves but like some medical conditions that could have made people think you might have been a werewolf because this this is why i question some cryptids and some like weird stories of entities back in the day because like there might have been just some weird medical condition that someone had that made them look really strange or like some crazy deformity or like maybe someone had like some really strong arms they could lift anything and maybe that's where superman came from but probably not because he was a comic book okay (laughs) so Okay, so some of, well, okay, there's two possible medical conditions um, that people obviously Mm -hmm. did not know about in the 1500s and 1600s. Um, One is called hypertrichosis, which creates unusually long hair on the face and body. Um, And a second condition, porphyria, is characterized by extreme sensitivity to light, so that means its victims can usually only go out at night. Like, uh, the people who are allergic to the sun, which I just learned was mm-hmm. a thing, so that's pretty interesting. Um, and it can cause seizures, anxiety, and some other symptoms. Um, so, like, if someone had both of these, God forbid, symptoms, um, they would only have to go out at night, and they would look super hairy. So, like, basically... That would be incredibly unfortunate. So, like, I'm just out here picturing, like, Cousin It taking a nightly stroll and someone 
being like, yeah, literally. And he's just like minding his own business, like brushing his long hair in the moonlight. like, Like, I don't know. That sounds really terrible. And I know this is super off topic, but have you seen that episode of Cousin It? Of, uh, of Adam's family where Cousin It gets marbles and he puts them in his <laughs> mouth and then all of a sudden it slows down his voice and he has like the richest, smoothest Wait. voice ever. And he's like, hello, I am <laughs> Cousin It. I haven't seen that one. Or maybe I have, I don't remember. Wait, that's really funny. <laughs> it's the funniest thing I I've ever it. seen. Bro, Cousin It is my favorite character. He's great. Same. <laughs> That's hilarious. I need to go watch that now. Yeah, maybe someone just looked like Cousin It, and they were like, oh, a werewolf. And that's just... Or maybe, yeah, maybe uh, my friend Stoob had these, like, terrible conditions. Or one of them. Hopefully not both of them. Because that would really suck. Um, He could have just been a hairy, scary-looking serial (laughs) killer, and people were like, oh my god, he's a wolf. Because they did liken his behavior to that of a wolf. So that honestly might just be where it came from. I don't know, bro. But yeah, medical science was definitely not advanced uh, in the 1500s. I think in that time, like, people, like, royalty people in uh, Europe were still putting what was it? I think it was like arsenic or something on their face to make them look more pale. Um, Ah, yes. (laughs) Which is just really the worst idea ever. Um, And I think, isn't that how the first uh, Queen Elizabeth died? Or Queen Mary or someone? Like, she got a whole bunch of crazy diseases which, like, obviously killed her because she was using all of these, like, super poisonous um elements from nature to like make her look fancy i was like girl that first of all it's not a look um i don't know why you would put smelly painful things all over your face and they wouldn't take off their makeup either so it would just like it sounds like oh someone my right god now. katie yeah take off your makeup <laughs> <laughs> yeah bro I don't know it just sounds terrible like why the heck would you want to have arsenic just like caked on layer after layer for years and years your skin would probably fall off not gonna lie sounds terrible but yeah um, that's basically it for werewolves Um, I'm still not convinced they're 100% real uh, just because the whole hysteria, hi- what am I trying to say? Hysteria and paranoia and superstition were super common um, from the witch trials um, around Europe and New England here in America. But like, I don't know. I don't want to dismiss it completely. But also, the thing about the witch trials is that they had they were eating moldy bread. And, like, this mold caused everybody to hallucinate and have seizures and just, like, terrible things were happening. So people were just like, oh, she's a witch, instead of, like, looking at the food they were eating and, like, questioning things scientifically, you know? Like, okay, everybody's getting sick, everybody's dying. Um, What is wrong? Like, what is the common problem here with all these people like they obviously did not look at patterns and causation versus correlation so that's a problem but yeah everybody was freaking out back in the day in 1400 1500 and 1600s like the 1650s 1690s or something when witch trials got here in america Everybody was freaking out for no reason. Well, it wasn't for no reason. If I see someone, like, having a medical emergency, acting crazy in the middle of the street, I'm probably going to call 911. They obviously didn't have 911 back in the day. But, like, I feel like you should have just tried to help the person and ask them what they thought was wrong instead of just burning them at the stake, like, the next day. Sounds terrible. 
how does the outro go so um the outro basically i'm just gonna tell everyone thanks for listening uh to episode two the legend of werewolves um and everybody if uh for some reason you want to listen to this episode again if you're not on spotify you can listen to it on anchor or google podcasts or breaker um and a couple other platforms that i don't really know how many people use like uh pocket casts is another place you can find podcasts at um but i know pretty much everybody i tell this about listens to it on spotify um so just search up your backyard boogeyman you can listen to the first episode if you haven't already it's pretty terrible because I was very unprepared and very nervous, so I was stuttering a lot. Um, and within each, like, clip I try to stitch in, there's, like, a weird, like, cracking sound. Like, there's, like, a pop. So, I don't know what the heck that's about. I couldn't really fix it. It makes it sound um, kind of vintage, though. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about it like that. Yeah. Um, the first episode was about skinwalkers. There wasn't a ton of information about that. I did tell a story. This guy on Reddit who witnessed a skinwalker with his friend. And it was quite traumatizing. So go ahead and listen to that. It's kind of, it's pretty short. I think it's only like 25, 28 minutes long. Just mm-hmm. about. Um, this episode is going to be like <laughs> like 50 minutes. This is going to be a long episode. But it's good because there's a lot more information. So I'm happy about it. And it was super fun recording with you. We definitely have to do this again. Yes. Especially for the vampire and Halloween episode. I'm super yes. excited. Heck yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess that'd be it for this episode of the Your Backyard Boogeyman podcast. Um, listen alone at your own risk. Make sure check your bushes. Check under your bed. If you have a door on your closet, leave that closet door closed because you never know when... Bookman is going to pop out and haunt you in the middle of the night.